Hey everybody, this is part two of Mads' Modern Magical Life. It was out on our YouTube on May 23rd and is now presented to you in podcast format. The first part of this adventure aired a few weeks back, so that is already up on YouTube if you haven't checked it out, or on this platform that you are currently on as a podcast. See how that works? Without further ado, please enjoy as Mads attempts to destroy us. Hello and welcome back to Mads Modern Magical Life. I am Mads, this is my magical modern life, and I'm going to set my players on fire today. <laughs> yep. I think you already did we'll that once. Dunk. Yeah, yeah. Well, you had it coming. You had it coming. You wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm just committing to the bit. Anyways. I know that, that's a valid perspective. <laughs> my name is Mads. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, I will be the dungeon master today. I will also be operating uh, our wonderful uh, happy-go-lucky bard that may or may not have gotten all these people into this wonderful little conundrum. And I will hand it off to Kenzie first. Great. Um, my name is Kenzie Tartaglioni. I use she-her pronouns, and I am playing Nora Cato, who also uses she-her pronouns. Remind us what her class is. Oh, yes. She is a divination wizard. She's super squishy. Yep. <laughs> On to the squishy wagon. Um, I'm Oka Delgado, and I use Staden pronouns, and I'll be playing as Greece, a bartending lunar sorcerer that also goes by Daylan. Also squishy. <laughs> and I am Harper Pettit. I use they or her pronouns. And I will be playing Corey Smith, our lizard-skinned human, who is a Circle of the Moon druid and Path of the Totem Barbarian. Thankfully, not as squishy. No, not really squishy at all. Still prone to getting on set on fire, though, so that'll be fine. No. <laughs> Yay. Speaking of being set on fire, so as... We all left off. Uh, you had gone through a series of trials of sorts, almost set up like a very strange escape room that looked a lot like a children's board game. And whether that was fun for you or just plain annoying, uh, you did get through it. You completed everything. You got all of the little pieces, uh, everything locked into place. Your bard, Ven, appeared very excited for you, but seemingly confused why... The doors weren't opening up and you couldn't leave. So he's here with you now, as well as a very large red dragon that has appeared before you. The walls and doorways, all of the rooms that you were in previously, have pushed themselves back into the walls and seemingly collapsed in on themselves. You are left with a large room that is just a blank, large room. Um, the ceilings reach up a good... 15, 20 feet or so. There's a large chandelier above you that is lit now, as well as the rest of the room. There are uh, sconces lit by uh, small, like, spectral fireballs. As you stand here together, though, your party reassembled, for better or worse. The large dragon in front of you rears its neck back, shakes its head out, and gets up. It takes one large step toward the group of you, 
and smiles with its large, toothy dragon maw. You can see all of its its pearly white little uh, sharp dragon teeth, you know, little dragon teeth, as it grins down at all of you. And we're going to enter combat. Let's get some initiative rolls. Let's get going. Yeah. I got a beautiful, I'm so used to playing martial classes that this is really a beautiful plus one to my initiative. Oh, wow. I have a plus six, so. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's it like going from like exclusively martial classes to a wizard? Yeah, Just, it's like the magic of magic classes. It was truly, a, I truly jumped the gun on this one, I think. Because <laughs> you said this was like one of your first magic This is classes. the first time I've, yeah, I've played a full magic class. Yeah. Wow. And you're jumping in at level 12. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I got a 16. Um, it's been a 12. Oh, do we have a guest? Maybe. Do we have a fuzzy guest? You want to come here? No. He hopped up on the couch. <laughs> my fuzzy guest is sleeping on my floor. <laughs> my fuzzy guest is covered in scales and about to attack you. <laughs> uh, okay, great, great, great. I think Nora turns around and, or I guess Ven is in front of us. Uh, we'll just look forward, seizing this dragon, then bringing her eyes back to Ven and just say, I truly can't imagine that you think this is what a good time looks like. Then, for all of his everything, his charisma that he puts out into the world and usually seems very put together because of it, you do see a small bead of sweat uh, forming at his temple. Then, uh, by the way, as I didn't describe him too terribly last time, uh, he is a human uh, with long bleached blonde hair pulled back into a slick ponytail that goes down to about his uh, collarbones. He's wearing a leather jacket that looks very, very similar to the leather jacket that Gris wears. Um, he's just got like a, a old like white t-shirt on underneath that has some kind of uh, writing on it in Draconic that he has told you before. He does not know what it means because he does not speak Draconic. He just found it at a thrift store. Oh no, it's going to be an insult and this dragon is going to be so mad at us. Mm -hmm. <sighs> he does have a guitar uh, strapped to his back. Um, so at least he is ready for combat. He takes a look at you, Nora, and... <clears throat> yeah, well, good time. Uh, could be a good time. Um, could be a better time. Look, we can always make it better, Nora. You okay? just, like, go in a wheel of excuses, don't you? That's kind of, like, where no, you no, live. No, 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 Look, I'm a positive thinker, Nora, okay? And this, and he gestures, and this dragon is just, like, breathing heavily, starting to take another step toward the group of you. Granted, does not look very positive, but how about afterward drinks on me? For, like, it's quite gonna a be long drinks. <laughs> well, yeah, and a trip to the Bahamas. Like... A vacation. Okay, with, with no pranks, no escape rooms, no mazes. 
We are just drinking Mai Tais on the beach, okay? Okay, okay, okay. We can do that. That that sounds great. That sounds wonderful. You know, Corey, I love how positive, again, you are in this scenario. You know, it could be so much worse. The dragon groans. And you see smoke starting to roll out from between its teeth as it takes another step forward you. Forward you. Uh, Nora, Corey, like, you looks are... back and just holds up a finger. Like, give us a minute. Seriously, can't you see? <gasps> we'll, we'll handle you in a second. All right. Um... But yes, my ties on the beach. You're buying. Okay. And this is not okay. positive, okay? But it could, it could be worse. It could be so much worse. And he starts to pull his guitar around and starts to idly strum. Um, Nora, you are Corey's hands, like you see, corner. like claws start to form. Mm-hmm. Like, Ready to go. Yeah. Um. So I think that we're just gonna start pretty on the ball, straight out of the gate. Um, no holding back. I am going to cast Fireball at 6th level. Okay. I know this dragon is, has hopefully not immunity to fire. Hopefully just resistance. Okay. But All so right. I, Cause I gotta try it. Actually okay. now I'm very uncertain. <laughs> If you would like, I will say that you can forego your bonus action this turn and give me a nature check. Okay. So that's a nat 20 for a 24. It's immune to fire. Please don't do that. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's fine. I am then instead going to cast a witch bolt at six level. Cool, cool. Look it is it. not immune to witches or bolts. Beautiful. Um, so I think I'll move a little bit just to so that we're not all clumped, like diagonally, okay. just like over here a little bit. Um, and then I will like shoot my arm out real quick and the lightning just uh, shoots straight out. So uh, that's going to be, huh, it would have been great to have gotten a nat 20 on this roll instead of. But that's an 18, so that's going to be a 26. 26 to hit? Yes. 26 hits? Dope. Let's get some damage. Um, 23 points of lightning damage. Right... Pull out my calculator because I can. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Here. Those are supposed to be D12s. I just rolled D6s. Okay, I was gonna say that's kind of low for a six. <laughs> yeah, that's level pretty wish, low. That's right. pretty but low. But I wasn't gonna complain. <laughs> just double that. Just double that. Take that and double it. Thirty-eight points of lightning damage. All right, thirty-eight points of lightning damage. As you all are, the bickering is starting to die down within the group. It seems like Ven realizes at least that he is in hot water and could get more so. So he secedes and agrees to a lovely trip to the Bahamas where all of you would drink my ties and there's no problems at all. Nora, out of the corner of your eye, you see the dragon begin to approach your group and 
hold out your hand. A witch bolt cracks into the side of the dragon's face enough to make it groan, shake its head, look at you. Its eyes start to narrow. Oh, yeah. It's time to go. All right. Okay. We're starting. Nora, is there anything else you would like to do on your turn? Well, I moved like 15 feet, so we're just going to move back a little bit. Just move back a little bit. Just a little bit. All right, Corey, you are up. So Corey is going to turn from the facing Ven. Um, I imagine she drops the sort of like clutch of fabric um, at his neck and turn and go like Psst, and and whisper towards Gris and just say hey get some and her hand like flourishes and some like sparkles go uh in Gris's direction and she's going to cast healing word at second level so Seven. Let's see. All right. So eleven plus twelve is twenty-three. Is that right? You just doubled my hit points. Yeah. So you get twenty-three hit points back. Um, as Corey whispers at you, and then she screams at the top of her lungs, and you see her just, like, kind of, like, take a, like, a very, like, strong stance, and, like, her neck veins start, like, popping out, her shoulders (laughs) shoot out just a, a couple inches larger, and yells turns and yells at the dragon and she is raging now. Alright. And I would say so she would move up this direction um, over to like guess the left hand or left clawed side of the dragon. Alright. Sounds good. Next up is Ven. So Ven seeing all of this happen in front of him um, he started to strum idly on his guitar and pluck at it a couple of times. Look up at the dragon, look sideways to where Nora, Gris, Corey, everyone is moving around. He is going to take a few steps back over here. Try and keep everyone spaced out, seeing how all of you are kind of forming yourselves, getting set up. Um, and he is going to glance over at Nora because you seem to have caught this dragon's attention and you are pretty worse for wear. Not great. Uh, (laughs) He is going to, as he begins to pluck at his guitar, there's like like one tone, starts to go, Nora, Nora, come on. I know this can be better. Please just trust me on this. We're going to drink my ties at the beach. You're going to feel so much better afterward. And hey, you'll have a really cool story to tell your wife about. I mean, fiance. I mean, girlfriend. I'm sorry? Fed, but uh, did you just lock me in a room 
with a dragon this evening and then also ruin the surprise of a proposal? I didn't say anything. And he starts to strum much harder and you watch as this almost like sparking like in these yellow, red, orange, green, blue smacks through like this rainbow of color that starts to zap off of his guitar and flit through the air in little spirals. And it curves and arcs over to you. He is going to cast a fourth level healing word on you. I like to think that as the witch bowl is kind of like shocking out of uh, Nora's hands, one of them sparks and catches the healing word and like, like pulls it into Nora. Yeah. That is just going to be 12 points of healing for you. Better than nothing. Better than nothing right now. And with, uh, as this healing word enters your body, and though he seems to have maybe goofed up something, the familiar feeling of Ben's magical present watches through you and you are also going to grab one of his bardic inspirations for this round so that is a 1d10 of bardic inspiration that he's sending your way and that works in the sense that i can add a d10 to any roll or just like a tax saves so- it is for for the next 10 minutes you will hang on to this it's you can add it to an ability check an attack roll or a saving throw you just can't add it to damage but yeah so that's going to be then gris we are moving on to you oh great so i'll shoot a glance to the dragon and before taking any movement i'll just hold my hand out um, and say, just give us a second, and I will cast Old Monster, which is uh, a wisdom saving throw for six seventeen, and I will use three sorcery points to heighten it and give it disadvantage. Round one, no holds barred. Yep. You watch as this arc of energy snaps out from Gris and spirals around the dragon. It's almost like you can see these spectral chains linking and snapping together and trying to like force the dragon into place. It's claws that have dug into the ground scrape as its body is constrained and pushed against itself and then the dragon groans and starts to shake and wreathe and roll and the chains snap it used one of its legendary resistances for the day to get oh, that no. good 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 let's get them down yeah, um there's, and there's only a couple I'll, of them. I'll take um 
I'll, I'll walk out of this situation. Um, so that's about... So they'll go about here. And as I just go through Ven, I kind of like sh shoulder butt him. Just go look him right in the eyes. You've just lost all wardrobe sharing privileges you may have won over the last few years. What? No. Come on, Gris. No, I'm just keep walking backwards. I up. Uh, come on. And I want that jacket back. I don't, I don't want to get a jacket back. We can talk about this. Maybe we can. Maybe we can't. Nora just yells across the room. I guess we can if we fucking survive. Is that going to be the end of your turn, Chris? Yeah. Uh, no, I'll use a bonus action to burn a second level spell slot and recover two sorcery points. Sounds good. Yum, 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 yum. Fine. Like image of you just eating magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I kind of drink yeah, you, you, it. You, you just like, like summon like in your hand like this spectral orb of like contained magical just potential or whatever. <laughs> For game spell slot. Yep. Like an apple. Second level spell slot gone. <laughs> finally, 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 my poor dragon that I rolled a one for on their initiative <laughs> gets to go. <laughs> it is going to move forward. And though a couple of people have sent out some stuff at it, the one that actually did damage was Nora. So it is going to charge itself towards you. As Absolutely it think does, I'm going to be dead. <laughs> as Absolute. it does, it gets to about here and arcs its head up into the air, opens its jaw, and this powerful, shaking roar erupts from the dragon's throat. You feel that if... There were doors, windows, anything else in this completely barren room. They would be shaking and shattering, crashing to the ground. This ear-splitting, terrible shriek of a roar that comes out of this dragon is enough to let... It feels like your insides are icing over, almost, from how much dread fills each of you. And I need each of you to please make a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh, Seventeen. Right. This is not a charmed effect. This is a frightened effect. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's unfortunately going to be a ten. Mm-hmm. That's a fourteen for me. All right. Friends in here. What does this all mean? four of you feel as this? shriek shakes through your body and it's like you can feel your heart drop out of your stomach and through your ass and splat somewhere behind you you are all frightened right now 
Uh, on each of your turns, though, you can make a wisdom saving throw to try and break the Frighten. Just as a reminder for what this is going to do, though, um, you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within light of sight. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing in this room to hide behind right now. The creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear either. So for now, you can only move back and away if you want to use your movement. But this dragon... Okie dokie. ...going to... Dum, 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 dum. Make the rest of its way over to where Nora is. It's gonna start swiping. It's gonna start attacking. We're gonna start off with a bite attack. That is going to be a dirty 20 to hit. Yeah, even if I threw shield up, that would still hit. For a moment, you think about, like, pulling it up, and you're like, ah. Yeah, it's like, there's no point. <laughs> right, that is going to be... Seventy-two points of slashing damage. It's a damage. That is actually going to be... Yeah, okay. Uh, that is... 15 points of damage because I can't roll. Good. So okay. the dragon leans down and in that split second of where it shrieked and screamed and you were frightened entirely uh, to your core, it feels like your legs have become cement where you are. It swoops in, opens its maw once again and smacks down on the side of your arm. Next... That is going to be a 15 to hit. I am going to throw shield up. Mm -hmm. And uh, that doesn't hit. <clears throat> doesn't hit. Jesus Christ. 14 to hit. Or wait, no. 15 to hit again. Uh, With shield, no. Nope. Okay. Nice. Uh, With this one coming in, it's, it's claws. Uh, it's like a little dragon arms raise up into the air one crashes down and scrapes against that shield that you're able to throw up the other one as it's coming in isn't enough to hold it and smacks across the center of you that is going to be twelve points of slashing damage Having done a good bit on you here, it's going to move just to the side enough. It's going to use one of its legendary actions to turn itself around and whip its tail out to smack Ven in the face. Honestly, deserved. Up against it. <laughs> What That's an we... actual 20 that I just rolled to hit myself in the face. Um, what if we join forces with the dragon to take out Ven? To Venn? kill Ven. 
Well, I threw in the chat, Ven is the villain. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> what, what did Ven do? What? I, I think that's unnecessary. I think maybe. I, mm, I feel like. He some, just said. Uh, misplaced emotions, maybe. Um. <gasps> Yeah, then does take a good right to the fucking face <laughs> smack of this tail coming through. He seems to uh, stumble back a bit and shake his head. He goes, okay, okay, all right, I got it. Bad, bad time, bad, negative, terrible, not positive at all, and continues strumming his guitar. Ooh. We are going to roll back up to the start of the turn order. The dragon is going to use a legendary action to propelling itself from that one tail attack against Ven, continue spinning and try to hit uh, Nora with a tail attack as well. However, that was a one. Thank God. Does one. that miss Nora? Nora, does that miss? Yeah, uh, uh, one misses. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. It's a 15. Because I a 15, one, but a fifteen misses because a shield. So okay. shield goes up. The tail smacks off the side of the shield, and as the sh the shield uh, dissipates and collapses in on itself, the tail arcs over your head. You're able to avoid it this go. Nora, it is your oh. turn. It is my turn. I have a quick question um about spell casting mm -hmm. if i i can use quicken spell mm -hmm. so if i do that does is that still i change a spell to be a bonus action that i can only cast a cantrip or does that mean i can cast another spell that you can cast uh like two spells if you use quicken action yeah because quicken changes the spell to a bonus action but i didn't know if it's still it changed anything about the fact that you can really only cast one spell in a cantrip in a turn. Is and that could be you just tell me. Rings a bell. Yeah, uh, I just you can didn't know. Perform if... another action, even casting another spell in the same round as you cast a quicken spell. I can. Is that what you said? Yes. Saying? Okay. You, dope. You, may, you may cast only one quicken spell per round. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I can cast two spells, and if I use quicken yes. spell, correct. Perfect. All righty then. I am going to. Well, actually, I might not do that this turn. That's okay. I am gonna do it. I'll do it next turn. I am going to. Um... Yeah, we'll we'll try this one. Um... I have a little dagger um, in a little satchel that I have, and so I kind of whip that out um, and then slice it up in front of the air in front of me, and doing so, you see that like there's like this invisible little gray um, kind of 
magic that envelops the dagger and like splits through the air and sh- sends a burst of wind out, um, casting steel wind strike at the dragon. So this is a spell attack. It is a spell attack. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a disadvantage because you are frightened of this creature. Okay. Alrighty, but I'm going to use one of my portent rolls. So that's going to be a 24. 24 to hit? Yes. My portent roll was a 16, so plus 8, 24. Um, Okie dokie. Now I have to roll these die. Fun, fun, fun. Um, that's going to be 26 points of, uh, what type of damage is this? Force damage. The air bends and twists and shapes around where you were able to cut that dagger through. And it's almost like it starts to, um, like, snap and break itself apart. And then it rushes uh, against where the dragon is, uh, and it's it's like the dragon is being hit by this like invisible force that is just starting to smack in the face. Uh, take that hit, stumbles back on itself a little bit, shakes its head again. And usually with that spell, Nora can teleport, but that would bring her way too close for comfort to this creature. So instead, bonus action, going to try to use um, telekinetic shove to push it farther away from her. Okay. Um, so that would need to make a strength saving throw of 16, which I'm sure it can easily make, but... It does make that saving throw. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so yeah, uh, I'll back up. I am. I don't want to be near this thing. Bye, bitch. Alrighty. That's my turn. I want to touch you. I need to touch you. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm not looking so great. <laughs> right. You, you can see Gris's hand is being like standing in your direction, but slightly shivering. Hey, Cory, it is your turn. So. Corey, so you said a wisdom saving throw is an action to try to get out of this? Yes, that's correct. Actually, Nora, at the end of your turn, go ahead and make that wisdom save, and let's see if you can break your own frighten. Okay. That was a nat 20 for a 26. You're safe. Uh, You're super safe, and uh, you feel as you're able to get that one cut in, and then, like, shimmy yourself back in a way and kind of reorient yourself you feel that frightened sense start to fade and you feel like you cannot be frightened for the rest of the day either um it seems like once you got those you got the uh the pre-show yips out of you uh and now you're ready to go again (laughs) yes i'm sorry Corey. Corey is gonna try to ground herself she gets an 18 on your wisdom save 
No. No. So she's still afraid, but she's gonna bonus action scream. Um, and you hear like the crunching of like bones and like the tearing of like sinew and flesh as she transforms into a giant elk like over seven feet tall and try attempt to charge at this dragon and run up to it prongs forward charge at the dragon because you can't approach it since you're frightened oh shoot then yeah it would just stay there um uh like not pawing hooving at the ground tippy tapping ready to charge yeah you tippy tapping yeah all right the dragon is going to use another one of its legendary actions for this round and whip its tail back around try and smack Ven in the face again worked well the first time might as well go for two can't have our healer be out ah, Ven no. is able to duck down this time whenever the tail comes around just over his head he goes ah oh positive again we're good oh, everything's great do not speak too soon okay I'm just trying to keep it light in here. Shut up and come here. So it is going to be Ven's turn now. Yeah, you are struggling over there. Then is going to use everything in him to dart around the dragon and make his way over to you. I can grab this little token. Please, I just want you to pick it up. Oh. What? <laughs> I don't know what I just did. What just happened? There we go. I'm just going to say that's it. There we go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, he is going to <laughs> start, like, running, like, full speed, like, <laughs> like trying to make his way over to you. Uh, and then he is going to hold out his hand for a high five. Nora, with the biggest eye roll in sass face, knows why she's getting a high five. But it does take everything in her to get her arm to move up. And it is really lackluster yeah. that they connect. It's enough on his part because he is running at you that it does still make, like, make that yeah. slap. He goes, yes! And as you do it, you are your wounds dumped into you here. I'm give this a fourth level as well. He's trying. <laughs> All 
All right, that is going to be 29 points of healing that you get. Okay, okay. That's a little better. That's solid. solid. Now that you've got some more healing dumped in you, uh, he feels a little bit better about himself, swivels around where he is, and goes, Chris, look, I the jacket was a wonderful gift, and we can be matchy now, too. I really don't want to have to give this back. What? I, I, what kind of period, I think? Yeah. Can you hear me? You can hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. I was just like, oh wow, this is this is I'm getting the cold shoulder from Gris. This is great. <gasps> oh, oh. But uh Ven turns swivels around where he is, uh turns back to you and says, Gris, look, buddy, I don't want to have to get the jacket back. It was such a nice gift. We could be matchy. I love it when we're matchy. Come on. At the at this longest distance, I just look. I'll make it up to you. Hey, how about I'm the one that? Uh, oh God, you said that you had to get a new fridge at the bar, right? I'll fix it. I'll figure it out. That's great start. Great start. Okay, great start. love it. Awesome. We're we're back. This is great. The band's back together, and you are also going to grab a bardic inspiration. Okay. Um, so that's my turn now, right? Now it is your turn. I will start by looking at trying to get that out of me. The, do I do that at, at the end or start of my turn? It's the end of your turn. End of my turn. Okay. So I'll 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 I will look at the dragon and I'm shivering and I'm just thinking really hard. I want you to not be scary. I want you to not be scary. I want you to not be scary. And I'm going to try and turn it into a bunny. Turn the dragon into a bunny. I would like that very much, please. Gonna polymorph this dragon. It. Yeah, that's, that's the polymorph. So that's a natural one. Natural <sighs> one. But I, I I I don't know why I'm rolling because I don't need to roll for this. This is a Constitution saving oh, throw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was about to be very very sad. I'm 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 using um three three spell um sorcery points to heighten it to get give him disadvantage. Her disadvantage. You watch as this dragon starts to like compress in on itself before your eyes um where scales were um like tufts of white pelt and fur start to stick up in like comical little spots all over it and then the dragon slams its uh one of its hands down onto the ground and shakes itself and shrugs it off that's another legendary yeah. resistance 
Grease is the only one getting those down. All my stuff have been oh, attack was... rolls. That was funny, too, because I rolled a 5 and an 8. So... It would have worked. Just in case. Just in case. Not chancing this. Uh, and after this, um, still scared, we take a few steps back. That uh, wisdom, or wisdom save, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, not back, like, kind of, like, circling around. Get, getting, like, inching closer to them without getting closer. And now that's my... That's a 12. Well, that does not save. You are still frightened of this trick. Said dragon... Is going to stay right where it is for right now. Turn around to where uh, Ven has gone over to join Nora. And you can see, like, the little puzzle piece blocks in this little, like, this dragon's head just click, 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 starting to move together. And it goes, <laughs> and then races itself back on its legs and opens its mouth. And breeze fire right down at you. Uh -huh. uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna need a deck save from Nora, and I'll make one for Ven. Yep, 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 yep. Came right up to you. He's trying to help. That's gonna be a dirty twenty. So probably take half damage though. Yeah, I could survive. I think half damage of this. I don't know if I could survive full damage of this. We'll see. <laughs> this dragon opens up his mouth, and you just fire pain, hot. For a minute, it's cold. Even you don't know what's going on anymore. But you are actively being set on fire. Both you and Ven were not able to make this save. That is going to be 60 points of fire damage. So like a 20 no, didn't no, no, even no. get this save? Holy mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's exactly the amount of hit points I had left. 60. So I'm at zero unconscious on the floor. Cool. Briss and Corey, uh, whenever the fire clears, you can see Ven, like, haggard, barely standing, and Nora collapse to the ground. Mm. Sweater smoking, fire fizzing out along it. Whenever uh, the fire, like, starts to pass and the smoke whirls and curls up from where it was before... The dragon um, shakes its head again and speaks this time. Uh, the three of you that are standing that are still up right now can hear it. This very low, gravel, deep-set voice. I thought this was going to be more of a challenge. I know you're better than this. The 
the dragon is going to... The dragon is the professor. That's that's the vibe I just got. <laughs> I thought it at the beginning and then I didn't think it anymore. Now I'm thinking it again. The dragon is going to move here. And that is going to go back up to the top of the round. So top of the round, Nora, can I get a death save, please? Yeah, can I use portent rolls for death saves? See why you can't. Alright, then I'm going to do that, so that's one success. Alright, one successful death save. Corey. Corey's going to try to shake this fear off once again. At the end of the round, but for sake of one-shots for for the two of you that are left standing, I'll just say it's fine to use at the beginning. Okay. So one of your wizards already went down. <laughs> yeah. So twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, you are able to shake this frighten uh, off of you. It seems like watching one of your friends just become uh, like a burnt marshmallow uh, is enough. I like whoa, get your head back. And then this giant elk will run at the dragon, run up to it, lower its head, and attempt to ram it. Ram it. Um, doing a melee check. A twenty-eight to hit. Twenty-eight hits. Oh my gosh. Two ones. Yeah. Damn. So that's six points Hell of, yeah. of damage. And um, you now have to make a DC 14 strength saving throw. All right. It seeds. Okay. And then now it's going to slam its hooves down, kind of in a pa pa pa, on top of it for a 20. Another 28. 28, yeah, 20, yeah, hits. So this is a 48 this time. Much better. Four ones. Four one, three ones and a two. So 16. 21. 25 points of damage. This hey. time. D&D really is just watching people do math. It <laughs> is. Literally, math like, I, if I rocks. play anything it doesn't matter what level i'm playing at whether i'm dming or a player i need my calculator open on my phone next to me <laughs> at all times yep it's like all right you have 11 hit points that's gonna be three points of damage and i'm like <laughs> i don't know i don't know 
There I'm, are some uh, like third grade multiplication grade. tables that are that really did the memorization did stick. Dad, none for me. Uh, I was I was too busy being distracted and drawing in my notebook, but uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that I did most of those like quick math exams through anxiety attacks, just just full on through them. Because I remember sweating, and that's not how you should be doing math. I think. No, I don't when think I so. When I was in second grade, I vividly remember that we got like a standardized test. It's one of those like. It was, it was a very strange standardized test. It wasn't a normal one. And I got the highest math score in the class. And every student in the class, both of my teachers and myself were surprised. I, I think I left my body when I was taking it. Yeah. Um, Complete disassociation. Something yeah, I just possessed left. you. Everyone thought that I cheated. And I'm like, did I? <laughs> Maybe I, I did. don't know. I wasn't really I here. <laughs> Did I accidentally cheat? Somehow? Did I accidentally cheat? It's me every time I do my taxes. Can I do it? Am I gonna get in trouble? <laughs> every introvert with social anxiety. Did I accidentally <laughs> cheat? Did I do it? Uh, this dragon uh, does not suffer from such math consequences, but I can imagine that Ven does. So at least I have the calculator out for him. Um, what, what can we say? Like, he's gay. He can't do math. Dragon. Yeah, Dragon takes a, a big ol' smack from this giant elk. Uh, kind of terrifying, actually, to, like, be high and mighty proud of yourself, knocking someone out, and then getting, like, absolutely curb-stomped by an elk out of nowhere. Just... Pronged and curb-stomped. Mm-hmm. Uh, not pronged! He got pronged. Oh shit, get pronged on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I heard that word. Sounds really dirty. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. We prong, she prong, he prong, they prong. Everyone pronged. Everyone prong. That's wonderful. You get a prong. You get a prong. You get a prong. From, of from Oprah herself. Not as much of a prong, but more of a um, slap in the face. Uh, this dragon, at the end of Cory's turn, is going to use one of its legendary actions. Uh, it is going to use its wing attack. Uh, so you watch as the dragon uh, rears back and it's little... I say little, this is a large-ass dragon. This is a big-ass fucking dragon. But in proportion to the body, no hands. Oh, kind of rear back. Uh, the wings extend fully and smack down on top of you. Uh, you just get this force of wind uh, smacking right into your face. I need a deck save, please, Corey. Absolutely. That's okay at getting back up. A dirty 20. Yes? Something about just hitting this thing and then it rearing up. You're trying to get your footing from, like, coming in strong with it. This is enough, though, that you do start to feel your large elk body moving back just for a moment enough to 
tip over and you are knocked prone. No. Oak on the ground. Oak on the ground. That is going to be 13 points of bludgeoning damage that you take as you get smacked to the ground by this excessive force of wind. Okay. So 13 and 6. <gasps> That's how I feel when I get knocked prone, too. <laughs> Same. Uh, it seems like this dragon, too, whenever it rears back and it beats with its wings, for one moment of time, it starts to lift itself off and then thunk, smacks itself against the ceiling as <clears throat> lowers itself back down. Here's like this dragon is unable to fly in the restraints of the home it's currently in. Hmm. Seems like a design flaw. Seems like I uh, had to nerf this dragon somehow. Just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you wouldn't want this dragon to mess up the fancy chandelier. I mean, Messing I up Nora, that... though, is perfectly fine. Nora's not a fancy chandelier. We, we don't even have, like, a sad stalagmite to hide behind. There's always a stalagmite somewhere. That's a good one. It's it's surprise. It is the chandelier. You just have to get up there. <laughs> if all of you can just be hanging from the chandelier, you'll be safe. Missy step. <laughs> all right, Gris. It is your turn. Is it my turn, or is it um, uh, or is it Ven's turn? Oh, it is Ven's turn. Actually, I'm looking down. I'm getting so excited for you all. I forgot about my own player character. Ven is feeling like shit right now. Uh, he is not having a very cool and positive good day. Um, he's he's feeling terrible. Actually, um, let's see here. He starts to strum his guitar, and you see that, like, rainbow, like, this technicolor warped magic start to swirl around him. And for a moment, you think that he is going to, like, it, it seems like he's, like, charging up something pretty big. Like, for a moment, you think that he is about to attack the dragon head-on, because he is, like, staring down at the dragon very determined now. But instead, whenever he strikes his pick against these strings, he does so in a way that... He flips the pick around in his hands and then smacks backward into where Nora is laying down and he is going to hit you with a 6th level Cure Wounds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Rise. You're looking brilliant right now, right? Awesome. 
That is going to be 38 points of healing damage for you, Mora. Healing, healing damage? damage? Yeah. The damage that you feel is all emotional damage. Uh, you've been through the fucking ringer. I kind of like... you're back on your feet. Or yeah. ground. You're I, alive, though. I'm like... I blink my eyes open. I look up and Ven is still like, kind of like half turned around. And I go, mm -hmm. You may not be afraid of me, but you are afraid of Floor and you are afraid of my mother. So just remember that. He, like glances like around behind him to look down at you and goes mm -hmm. so i was thinking mm -hmm. today's not going according to plan at all let me just tell you that Nora. i promise this was not supposed to happen that is ben's okay. turn he is going to move away from you though so at least the two of you aren't clumped up yeah. anymore for another fire attack so he's going to move over this way. Anyways, uh, now it is Chris's turn. I will... I will... materialize some of my... Sorcery, um, sorcerer's power, and I will start use it to start moving and casting a spell real quick. I'm gonna quicken a dimension door, and I'm gonna get all the way into all the way to Ben. Now, right? I know I can't move towards the dragon. But, like, I technically end further away of the dragon than where I am, and I'm teleporting through the space. I'm not actually moving through No, the I'll allow it. It's smart. It's another, it's, so, a, it's a wraparound way. Because technically I'm, I'm doing this, I guess. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going all, all the way around the world rather than just through the dragon. I'll say whenever you pop out of your dimension door, you can make the wisdom save, too. Okay, so I'll... Move myself. Oh, that's because I locked myself. Okay, I, I can move So I'll go behind Ven, as a matter of fact. Uh, um, after quickening that, I will touch him, um, grab myself, and tell him, and you keep healing us until we're out of this. And I'll cast a uh, can I do two sorcerous things in a given in a turn? Two uh, sorcerer abilities, like a quicken spell and something yeah, else. I, I want a twin death ward. Oh, I don't know actually if you can use two like sorcerer abilities in the same turn. I think you can because they're not actions or bonus actions. So if you spend the sword, mm. it's like key points, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah, it says you can cast... When you cast a spell, it says. So technically, whenever I cast a spell, maybe she'll be able to do it. I, I'm not entirely sure, though. I am blowing through seven sorcery points, though. I'm gonna say, you know what? Yeah, again, we're playing like a goofy little... 
one shot. If someone wants to get in the comments of this video and just blast me to high heaven, I don't care enough. You can use it. Okay, so I'm blowing through um, through four for the for the death war, for training death war and two for the quickening, and I'm I'm, I'm getting all of those and I'm just a, a little bit of a, of a glittery, sparkly silvery membrane kind of goes around him almost like a vest under the leather jacket, and a, a very similar one just appears on top of me, and if if we were to drop we instead. And that's my turn. Actually, actually, uh, after this, I will. Can I? Do I still have movement? Hmm? Do I still have yeah, movement? Yeah, you still have movement. You just used a dimension door to pop over there. I'll just move here. That's about thirty. Is that thirty? Yeah, that's good. That's fine. Um, okay. Dragon time. Yeah. We're gonna see if we can get that charge back. Do not. Thank God. Alright, but we got a, a big old elk right in front of me, so uh, I'm just gonna go to town. Uh, let's see here. First, we are going to get a bite in. That is going to be... 21 to hit. Ah, uh, I guess that's a hit. <laughs> I suppose so. Right. That is going to be 18 points of piercing damage. Okay. It's going to come in with the claws next. First one is a 15 to hit. 15 is going to hit. 15 does hit. Yes. That is 13 points of slashing damage. And gets one more claw attack. Miss. That one is a 23 to hit. Definitely hit. Yes, yes, yes. That is 11 points of slashing damage. How's Elk looking? Yeah, you're a great Elk. You're still, or giant Elk. You're, you're still you're good. Elk. I'm still good. Yeah. Big Elk. Big Elk. It is going to use its last legendary action for the turn. It is going to hit you with a tail attack now. The attack is going to be a 19 to hit. That's a hit. Right. That one is 17 points of bludgeoning damage. All right. Still looking all right. Not amazing, but still all right. 
still going. You get a couple of quick successions that bite, claw, claw, spin around, tail, mm. smack, everything <laughs> coming at you. All right, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> All right. Top of the round, Nora, you are alive. I am alive. Um, okay. So, um, I am going to, yeah, I think I'm going to attempt this. Um, I'm gonna cast Mind Spike at fourth level, um, but use my sorcery points to make it a bonus action. So that is going to be. I need a wisdom saving throw. Oh, did He's Max freeze? He's frozen. Oh I'm yeah, you, okay, there you go. Um, I need a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom? The fear in my heart after all of my fucking Wi-Fi problems today, whenever all of your pictures froze, like... <laughs> Wisdom saving throw. They are going to use their last legendary resistance for the day. Okay. Yes. On these saving um, that's fine. Um, she'll still take half, so that's going to be seven points of psychic damage. All right. Um, and for the next hour, I always know her location if we're on the same plane of existence. So the target can't become hidden, and if it becomes invisible, it has uh, it gains no benefit from that against me specifically. Mm -hmm. That's um, even if I uh, succeeded on the saving throw. That's not for a failed. Oh wait, hold on. Let me, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. You're right. Um, okay. So I just take a little chunk so, of Yeah, damage. you just take a little damage. Okay. Um, apologies, and then. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I do that, and then I'm going to use my action. I'm going to use my Rod of Absorption, which has five levels in it, and I'm going to use that to cast a Witch Bolt at fifth level at it. Right. And I'm slowly backing away the entire time I am doing this <laughs> to put distance, so I think I probably have half movement after standing up. So, um, yeah, so Witch Bolt already. <clears throat> It's going to be a 25. 25 hits. Dope. Um, I said 5th level, so that's 5d12. Math time. I rolled really poorly, uh, so that's going to be 20. Shut up. That's going to be 20 Yay. points of lightning damage. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All right. That's my go. You crack 
the witch bolt again out from your hand. It smacks into the other side of the dragon's face now. Uh, this one, it seems to be able to shake off just a little bit more, um, but it does narrow its eyes at you. You're, you're chipping away at this thing. The dragon is going to use legendary action wing attack again on big Cory elk. So I need another uh, deck save, please. 14. 14 does not save. Okay. That is going to be... Fifteen points of bludgeoning damage. All right. So Corey takes that smack, and you hear like a crunch, and like a rippling, writhing sound as she turns back into her lizard, humanoid self. Corey. No longer El Corey. The dragon uh, rumbles out a laugh under its breath whenever you change back into your normal Cory self. It was <laughs> a nice party trick. Cory is on the ground. Let me see. Okay. I think she's just gonna stand up, bonus action again, and turn right back into another giant elk. Yep. And then she's going to rear back and stomp this dragon. On the bonk. A, a 22. 22 hits. Alrighty. A 22 to hit. And that is 48. Twenty-two points of bludgeoning damage, mm -hmm. and then she's gonna do it again, and that is a twenty-four to hit. Hits. You hit like a truck, like an elk. 14 points of bludgeoning damage that time. Right. And that is going to be her turn. Alright. This dragon's starting to look like it's out of the triple digits. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Good. Doesn't yeah. have any legendary resistances left. 
All right. That's Corey. It is Ven's turn now. Let's see here. Yeah, what can Ven do that's not healing? <laughs> you can do more, but you can't. Everyone keeps getting hurt. Healing is a good thing for that's on him, man. To keep to it. That's 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 the thing to do. That's the thing to do. Oh, your audio is gone. Yeah, we lost your audio. Shit. Oh, there you go. You're back. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, healing is just—he's just gonna keep healing because everyone still is. Ouchy, ouch. Ouchy, he ouch. is ouchy, Correct. ouch, too, right now. Um, oh, yeah, from that He fire. is going to... Fourth level mass healing word. He's going to strum on the guitar a couple of times that magic, like, that magical essence of this Technicolor sort of streams on one, like, hard chord that he hits, blasts out from the guitar, and fills the room almost like a fairy fire would um and as those little particles start to dance and weave and bob down onto everyone it's not too heavy of a spell but at least everyone gets something so that is going to be 12 points of healing for everyone in the room. Except for the dragon. Sorry, dragon. No, fuck you, dragon. Fuck you. Not sorry. That feels so much better. Thanks, Ben. What can I say? I love you guys. You gotta get you got us into this mess. You gotta get us out. Yeah, I'll get you out of this mess. I promise. Oh yeah, you go. You you are. He is going to move over here. So how again, like rough are we talking about? I mean, What's out that? of the triple digits means less than a hundred. Out of the triple digits, less than a hundred. So I knew that. I, I, I knew that. We, we've that. established that's that I we're not the best at math. So that's the thing I knew. <laughs> that's what the calculator in front of me is for. Um. Okay. Um. I will let Corey know whenever Harper comes back. But then is also going to give a bardic uh, inspiration over to Corey. Dope. Oh yeah, I still have that. Don't forget, you got those bardic inspirations. Use them. That's a d10. I should have used it on my last attack. That's okay. So. You can't use it Grace? for the damage part. No, no, I just meant I should have tried to bump it. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that was a save, so I couldn't have done that. No, save. You can use it on a save. No, you had to save. Oh, for me. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, no, you're you're right. Grace will take out one of one of one of the rings, it's made of magnetite. And and just like look through it towards the dragon. 
and just say, Fuck you! And we'll <laughs> shoot a disintegrate right through the ring Woo! into the forehead of the dragon now that there's no fucking Dope. resistance All is left. Right. And that's gonna be heightened as well. So disadvantage okay. on uh dexterity saving throw seventeen. Dex save. That is a 17. Did that hit? Does that save? That saves, right? That's the number. Does it meet it? Does it Does it match? Yeah. If it meets it, it beats it. it that's, so it's going to save if your DC is a uh, 17. Damn! With, with the disadvantage and all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, then... Oh, uh, uh, then... Uh, let me... Uh, in a failure. Okay. So we take half damage instead. It doesn't say. Give me a second. Let me just read this. I think so. I don't know. No, I don't think it no, does. No, it doesn't. It just says, in a failed save, the target takes 10 d6 and 40 force damage. Doesn't take <sighs> anything if it saves. Big risk. Big risk. Big risk. Wow. Wow. You... Mads is frozen again, but on like, oh, I thought maybe you weren't. Oh, <laughs> maybe yeah, you were I, just I looking. But I didn't like, realize that if you save from disintegrate, then you yeah. just fucking it's null and void. I mean, granted, it's ten d six plus forty, and will literally permanently disintegrate you if you go to zero. So I mm -hmm. think valid. <laughs> um, it, it balances no, I, it I, out. I, I'm not complaining about yeah. it. Just like, damn. All right. Yeah. The dragon at this, I will say, um. Whenever it turns its head to you, whenever you say it, like, fuck you, and that disintegration, like, Ray, that beam blasts through, it's able to duck out of the way just at the last second, and you watch as, like, the beam, like, arcs over and, like, smacks a wall that's on the side, and the wall starts to, like, crumble and dissolve in on itself. The dragon swivels its head back over to you, and there's, it, like, it squints its eyes at you, but there's a part of this dragon that you think that it's kind of like nice. Like that was damn, that's good. Like there, there's a there's a silent like mm. <laughs> respect. Um, respect for a disintegrate spell. Better not better better shoes. I'll I'll just I'll just out of just pure anger, I will quicken and cast my last fifth level and be like sit the fuck down just pure like seething anger it's just like dodging it's, everything just it's using like all of its resistances a babysitter gets really mad at the kids that they're babysitting just just sit down <laughs> there <laughs> so i'm i'm burning the rest of my spell slots of my of my sorcery points 
uh, I'm quickening and casting a heightened hold monster. So this is at disadvantage. Is so this a disadvantage? Uh, uh, yeah, the disadvantage for a we save seventeen. Don't smile like that. I feel bad. Uh, cause the dragon, it seems like if anything stands a little bit taller. The guile. The guile. Little smug. Disadvantage, smug. I got a, an 18 still. I feel bad. I just I just keep being like, nah. Don't feel like it. <laughs> like everything that you've it. thrown at me. Not doing it. Ooh, I'm not th the third level. Alright. Uh, I'll take a few steps back because nothing is sticking. Nothing's working? Fuck, guys, fuck! Dragon is going to use uh, its last legendary action to make a tail attack against Cory again. That is a 18 to hit Corey. It's a hit. I was going to say it'd be super messed up if legendary resistance resistances were also three per round instead of three mm. for the three whole for day. The day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that would be really fucked up. I mean, yeah. I mean, you I, pretty yeah, much would just say that. Actually. It would be way too be OP. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Like, you would literally have to have a party... Of that was all, like, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to have so many casters in your party that I would just be like, no, no, no. Oof. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right, for the tail, that is going to be 18 points of bludgeoning damage. All righty. And it's dragon time. Dragon time. Do I get fire? Summer's on the dragon, damn dragon. <laughs> 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 Oh, love that show. That takes me back. Yeah, I wasn't even allowed to watch that show, but I still did. <laughs> As we all did when we were kids. Found a way. Oh, we always do. Right, Dragon has been taking a lot of hits from this elk and is kind of getting just sick of it. So, uh, point-blank range just on Cory is going to open up its mouth and use its fire breath. Incredible. <laughs> I need a dex save from Cory. You. Okay, okay. Alrighty. So that is a 16. 16. That does not save. Uh, you become a, a very lovely. Uh, what is what is elk? Uh, like what is venison? Closest is, to venison. Yeah. yeah. Is it venison still? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's a, a very a very good charred venison. Uh, it's kind of funny. It would be funny maybe if this was a game and not like just all of you definitely in this house trying to fight for your fucking lives to see like point blank like to like blast right in Corey's face 
it's like the cartoon effect where it's like someone gets like blasted with fire and you just kind of see like a faint outline of where they're standing and then they're like bug eyes sticking out like like getting smacked <laughs> with it yes uh Corey, you are char broiled you take 63 points of fire damage are you an elk still maybe Still yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> Whenever the fire like dies down, the, like the dragon is, because <laughs> you're still charred. Oh, still there. Oh, <laughs> your whole body hurts. Fire? But you're still standing. Yeah, there's like little, you know, little, little flames flickering on <laughs> her prongs. It, it's a shame that this dragon is immune to fire because maybe I could like find some kind of fun little like oh my god now your prongs do fire dance yes. <laughs> your prongs are under the effect of like a heat metal spell <laughs> heat prong love it all right that is going to be the dragon's turn we are at the top of the turn order again nora before you go, though, at the top of the turn order, this dragon is just so fucking pissed off at this elk now that you're still standing up. It's gonna make a tail attack on you. That legendary action business. The dirty 20 to hit you, Corey. That is a hit. Mm -hmm. 17 points of bludgeoning damage. So she takes that hit, rolls a little bit, you're the writhing sound, and she pops out of being an elk. Mm -hmm. uh, the very, uh, like, tip of, like, one little piece of hair that's, like, whatever you turn back, that's just, like, and then puts itself <laughs> out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right. Nora, your turn. Um, Nora sees that the dragon is not looking too well and then getting angrier by the second. So while still like kind of backing away, tries diplomacy for a second. And just says, you know, you've done a lot of damage to us. We've done a lot to you. I think the scales have kind of balanced out. And, you know, we never really introduced ourselves. And I have a hunch about... Maybe the fact that I might know you, but I'm not entirely sure, and I don't want to be rude. So if we just want to, like, call it quits now, I'm just going to throw that option into the ether, okay? Make a persuasion check for me at disadvantage. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> You're actively in combat with this thing. Cool, so I rolled a two, so that's going to be a four. Nice. Uh, essentially, yeah, it's like you walked up to, um, like, a kid in the hallway and just, like, decked him in the face and said, Hey, it was just a joke. Hey, it's just a joke. It's fine. Um, uh, when she sees... This, this dragon does not seem pleased by the words that you say. It yeah. Just, it just, like, narrows its eyes at you now, and it goes... Come now, do you really think I'm that dull? I had to give it a go, and then, <laughs> and throws, <laughs> uh, um, 
a fifth level witch bowl at it. Oh my god, it was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> god, I can't believe I couldn't use fireball on this stupid dragon. <laughs> um, well, I'm not even gonna use the Bardic Inspiration for that because I rolled a nat one. Oh. So I think I think like what's my modifier? Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a, a nine. But I think like what happens is she like does that whole thing, like reaches out to like shoot, but then like there's a part of her that's like, oh, but like maybe I could still talk her out of whatever this is, and it just like flickers and spurts and doesn't happen. My heart wasn't in it. Wasn't in it. Um, Maybe if I just tried a little. Oh, but as a little warning, after that probably looks like really funny. As like a little warning, um, I'll try to t bonus action telekinetic shove. So I just need a st strength save. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm sure it'll. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be to sixteen. No problem. But I had to try it. It just like it just blinks at you. It's like it honestly. It's like it's it like even the shove. It. By the time it actually like, blink. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't move at all. Yeah. Alrighty, that's the end of that sad, sad turn. That's okay. You win some, you lose some, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is going to burn through the last two of its legendary actions. It is going to make a wing attack directly at Cory again. Even though Cory is no longer an elk, they still don't like that you're standing on your feet. There's a lot of hate going around. Oh, that is a uh, a dex save, actually. Sorry, I'm fucking rolling for nothing. A 10, so that's going to be a fail. That is a fail. Bonk! Uh, you, the, the wings whip out again, and... Dum -dum -dum. It's a little bit easier to keep your footing as an elk, and even that was enough to take you down. As Cory, you hit your ass. Yeah. That is going to be... Fifteen points of bludgeoning damage for Cory. Alrighty. And Cory, it is your turn. Cory's gonna use half of her movement, stand up, and yell as she runs at the dragon pulls out hand axe and comes down with it on top of the dragon that is a 26 that hits So that is going to be eight points of slashing damage. And then she's going to do it again. All right. Um, a 29. 29 hits. And that is going to be nine points of damage. 
slashing damage. And that is her turn. Awesome. It is Ben's turn again. Let's see here. He sure has just been healing this whole damn time. Right. He's sort of like he, vicious mockery, this dragon or something. <laughs> he is going to book it. Kill it with a pun. Your voice it's gone a little bit. Ah! He is going to stay right where he is. Uh, he is going to... Do, 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 do. Start to play uh, his guitar. That The like bending, weaving, technicolor, like prismatic light start to shine out of it. And, he's, and he says, look, all right, this is tough. This is bad. We're all a little bit beat up, but... Okay, maybe it's not going to be better later, but at least I can just help you kill this thing. And he's going to move his guitar to the side, and as he does, the, like, Technicolor light warps and twists, and a beam of it blasts out to hit Cory. Cory, this is familiar to you, because you are the melee fighter of the group. Uh, he casts Enlarge on you. So okay. your size doubles. Uh, you go from a medium to a large size. Um, until the spell ends, the target also has advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. Your weapons grow to match the new size. Uh, while the weapons are enlarged, the target's attacks deal an extra 1d4 damage. Okay. Big Cory. We discussed this earlier, so I think it's kind of cool that Ven did that because we fought yeah. so much together at this point that there's mm -hmm. some strategy involved. Mm -hmm. He's your uh he's he's a true support class bard. Like he is he's got some damaging stuff that he can do, but like in comparison to all of just like the extra supplemental things, that's the more important part. Big Cory. But yeah, he is going to stay plopped right where he is. We are going to go to Gris. And Gris will now cast uh, a slow spell. And everything around them begins to like slow down and then start to congregate magical energy to cast a second slow spell. But instead of that absorbs it to heighten that slow spell, that's my bonus action and I will cast a heightened slow onto this fucker. So that is another dexterity save, another wisdom saving throw at disadvantage. At disadvantage. Let's okay. go, let's go. Come on. Come on. Slow down. Oh no. 17. It is a 17. Oh my god. Oh <gasps> my god. Oh my god. The wisest dragon ever. Okay. This thing has good stats. It's a big yeah. ass dragon. And and Grace just kind of like sighs because 
You can do this, Big Cory. Big yeah, Cory screams out. <laughs> Several decibels lower, but still ah. screams nonetheless. It's the dragon's turn. Let's see if dragon gets fire back. We're, sorry, we'll actually get closer. Trying to get closer to Cory. It's kind of funny. I just see your little names like flitting, mm, flitting all over the board. <laughs> where do you Where do you want to go here? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, around around there it works. Cool. Dragon time. Dragon does not get fire back. Boo hoo! So sad. I know you guys are all disappointed. Oh, super, Aww. super unhappy Everyone about is just that. So sad over this. Oh no, so sad. Uh, it is going to start uh, pummeling. Cory, the big Cory in front. First one is going to be a dirty 20 to hit Cory. That's a hit. All right. You are raging, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to half your damage. I'm doing it. Okay, cool. Uh, total damage for that one, that is going to be 19. Okay. The claw attacks. First one is going to be a 19 to hit. That's a hit. All right. No longer in triple digits. That is 15 points of damage for the claw attack. Second claw attack. Is he 21 to hit? That's a hit. That one is 16 points of slashing damage. All right. Right. Top of the round, Nora. All right, Nora, what are you thinking? I'm sorry, I forgot my mic was off. Um, Oh, no, it's okay. I was just thinking. I hadn't said anything for certain yet. But I am going to re... I'm going to move closer for the first time in many rounds. And I'm casting Detect Thoughts. Um... I want to know Well, I guess since that's an action, all I get this time around is surface thoughts. Is it uh are you doing it like do I need to make a save for this? It doesn't say no, it's just it's a it's on myself and then I can um I initially learn the surface thoughts of any creature within 30 feet of me that I want. And then okay. if I use an action, I can probe deeper. That's but... probe deeper. Okay. Yeah. So with the surface thoughts that you're able to gleam from this dragon, um, it seems annoyed 
it seems a little bit pissed off. But then it's more so that it's just like getting roughed up and it's not used to getting roughed up so much. Um, there is something about this dragon that is also not... A it dragon. could be angrier. Oh, okay. It could be angrier. Um, from the adventures that you've had with encounter encountering dragons, especially red dragons, they're usually furious creatures to deal with. Um, sometimes it's like the animal instinct of them just kind of takes over. Uh, this one is very intelligent and its thoughts are like strategic in what it's doing. And though it does have some flare up of like that fire, that passion, that anger, it's not enough that it gets lost in it. I get it. I get it that this is some elaborate test for some reason, but I don't think that a test that we're under should mean that you perish. Is that what you say out loud? Yeah. Make an intimidation check with the disadvantage. Because this thing has made you fall unconscious once. Could use my bardic inspiration. Ten. So thirteen plus ten there is twenty-three. Twenty-three. The dragon turns around to look at you, and it does seem annoyed again that you're trying to talk to it when it just wants to fucking beat you up. What are you on about? Do you think that I? <laughs> no. And there's a moment where the eyes kind of like glance to the side and can see that all four of you are standing right now, including like giant Corey. Is... No. I don't really think that's how death. I mean, if that's how death works, that'd be great. I would love to just be able to say no and it not happen. But the odds aren't looking great for you right now, and I just don't think it needs to go this way. What way would you prefer to go? Where you continue existing, how you want to exist, and we get out of this weird box of a room. There's one way to do that. Is that to kill you? Because that's what I'm trying to avoid. You couldn't kill me. But you're doing a very good job of it, I will say that. Keep going, Nora. It does know your name. Does the voice sound familiar at all? The voice is gritty and deep and guttural, but the lit of some of the words, it does sound very familiar. Okay, yeah. <sighs> well... I was always a obedient student, so sure. It the dragon's chin like goes up a little bit, goes <laughs> It's a huff, but it seems pleased with itself. Uh that will be the end of my turn. Mm-hmm. You did spook it a little bit, so I'm going to 
I'm gonna pick up something. I'm, I'm definitely picking up from there. Ori, it is your turn. Corey's gonna hand axe again. <laughs> Walk it. A nat one. Oh yeah. Nora intimidated Corey as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I guess she's gonna hand axe another time. Oh. An eleven. Oh, I thought you were gonna say another net one. No. Do you have? You could use your bardic inspiration. It's a D10. Yeah. Ooh. So that's an an eighteen. Barely misses. Oof. Yeah. So Corey whiffs just twice. <laughs> Right, it is Ven's turn. Ven is getting a little bit annoyed as well. That that it seems like just everything that you all have been throwing at this thing, that it keeps healing every like he keeps healing everyone, it's just not enough. Nothing's quite working. You can see that the strumming that he's been doing on his guitar the whole time, it starts to slow down slow down slow down and you watch as he takes a deep breath in exhale out the mouth and whenever he opens his eyes again they're like this strange like warping like this black purple kind of just eerie uh energy that seems to be wafting off of them you almost feel like you can see like this uh like bit of smoke tinged that's starting to like come off in vapors from where his eyes are and he starts to strum 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 and you watch he's still strumming his guitar he's starting to move his hands in a way that you know that he's picking up the pace with it too and it's silent it's completely quiet you see all of the little bending weaving that technicolor like prismatic those shapes and colors that are snapping around his guitar that he uses to cast his magic start to funnel into this, like, small, dark cloud, almost. And then he arcs up on the guitar, like, pulls it up into the air, and the energy, like, spins and snaps forward. Distantly, you can hear what sounds like, like, this... <laughs> just somewhere from very, very, very far away. And you would know that he is getting a pretty high-level dissonant whispers on this thing. Like the creepy horror doll vibe that mm -hmm. came off. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. You want the haunted house, you get a haunted house. He's got, like, two offensive spells, and this is one of them. <laughs> right. Wisdom save against myself. It's fucking wise ass dragon.
right? This cloud of energy, like, goes uh, toward the dragon and then almost, like, goes through where the dragon's face is. And you can see the dragon for a moment, very disoriented, looking around in all different directions, trying to figure out where these voices or these noises could be coming from. But it's enough that it can kind of shake its head and get rid of the worst of it, but it does take some damage from that. All right. Then blinks his eyes a couple times. They go back to the normal uh, brown eyes that he has. Ooh, oh, that always gives me the the creeps. Okay, okay, let's turn it up again. And he starts to strum on his guitar, and an arc of magic uh, flips and dances in the familiar like, rainbow technicolor color, uh, like little beam that you're very used to him having. Uh, and arcs over to Nora, and he's going to give you uh, Bardic Inspiration. Another d10, yeah. That's another d10 for you. All so, right. is it my turn? Yes. Cool. So, at this point, Chris stills himself, takes the ring of Magnetite back out again and just points it back towards her forehead yet again and just begins saying, you know what the thing is about this spell? There's only two things that can bring you back. True resurrection and a wish. Are you feeling like risking this? For reals? And I'm gonna try to Intimidated into standing down with this spell slot that I don't actually have. Incredible. Unfortunately, Mads is frozen. <laughs> no, no. Yes. I, I thought he, I think he's just shaken. He's just very con contemplative. Yes. I'm alive. Thank God. Oh my God. Gris fucking killed me. <laughs> Holy shit. Just the bluff. <laughs> Wait, no. Okay. What did Gris cast? I cut out just as you were starting to cast something. Well. So. <laughs> you're, the, the, the dragon's dead. <laughs> um. So Gris takes out the magnetite ring, points it towards her and starts saying you know the thing about disintegrate is that you can only be brought back through a true resurrection or a wish spell now if you really want to risk going through with the consequences from what Nora was saying be my guest and I will threaten to cast disintegrate which I, I of course don't can... have anymore you ooh. So you don't have so this would be a deception for you. Definitely. Can you you can do it at advantage because Nora intimidated the dragon earlier successfully. Amazing. Okay, okay, okay. So that is a 17 plus 9. That's a 26. 
for yeah. kicks and giggles did you want to use your bardic inspiration all of all of this all of it yes yeah that's a d10 where's my d10 yeah let's go let's lie to the dragon <laughs> Lying to the dragon is is a, is a, a well honored tradition. <laughs> that's a four, so that's that's a, that's a thirty. Thirty. That's thirty. That's thirty. With you disintegrate. Nora this... believes you. Everyone, everyone in the room right now, I think, probably believes you. This dragon has been through a lot, and it has put you all through a lot as well. Something about the conversation with Nora seems to have kind of thrown it off a bit that maybe it does not have the upper hand here. Maybe it should retreat, but it seems more or less hell-bent on finishing this job that it's doing. However, with the hit points that it has remaining and the thought of another disintegration coming for it that it does not have legendary resistances for anymore you see the dragon look down and then shake its head from side to side and you hear this laugh this low rumbling <laughs> <sighs> Well done. I succeed. And as it says this, the dragon, this like dark red sort of energy starts to emanate out from the dragon. These like gold and silver sparkles starting to twist and turn around it as it starts to condense and compress in on itself. Down, 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 down. Shorter than Big Cory right now. Into the body of a petite tiefling woman that appears to be somewhere in like maybe her 50s or 60s, but you'd never ask a woman her age, really. Something about her, though, that you all know, there's something that is much older. Something much more well-versed in magic. And maybe someone that would live in a manner like this. You see, your benefactor, and Nora, your advisor, Professor Professor Anna Curdy, in front of you. She raises her hands and goes, well done. Well done. Now, I know that a lot of you are probably very upset right now. Let me just set the story straight. Then is more or less uh, a walking, talking piece of charcoal right now. Um, <laughs> starts to approach and goes, yeah, how about you do set the story straight? Because I wasn't supposed to be involved in this at all. She looks to him and with that single glance, he, if if that would be okay. Um, if that's, uh, and he starts to like turn his guitar back around so it's slung around his back. And he shoves his hands into his jacket pockets leans back and forth on his feet a few times because floor's hers. As I was saying, looks to the group of you, I don't know 
how much I've been telling you about all of this in between your adventures and different things that I send you on for errands. But I have been putting together, well, and like holds her hands up to the manor itself. And she goes, then she looks around once again, goes, oh, no, 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 no. And as she claps, all of the rooms, the doorways, everything start to appear back out of the walls. And all of you are standing kind of in the center of the room, the way that you ended up and everything. Uh, so you're all where you started, more or less. Uh, the table that's in the middle of the room that had that little candle on it before now just has the little placard that says welcome on it. Uh, all of the rooms around you appear and one of the doors flies open. Whenever you turn, it's enough that Gris, your lantern that's been attached to your side this whole time, can shine in the doorway. You see the two outlined figures, the friends that you made, uh, go, hey, look, oh, they found the professor. Oh, hey, yeah, you did it. Good job, guys. This is good. This is great. Yeah, this is really good. Usually there's less of you at this point. Y'all stayed up, though. You're alive. They look alive. Some worse than others. And then the two of them <laughs> like start to laugh back and forth between each other. Gentlemen, if I could have a moment. She turns back to the group of you. I wanted to open up a side job, you see. Uh, Ven here has the flair for the dramatics, and so I've been employing him in putting parts of this together. What did you call it now? escape room yes an escape room except i didn't like the concept of you escaping on your way out i wanted something else to happen and it's been many years since i've been out in the field myself i thought i'd stretch my wings a bit have some fun you did a very good job i do apologize if um went a little too far though that, that this is my first time putting this all together i wanted to make a good show of it and she like nods a little bit towards ven and covered in just soot and ash from the fire breath that he took earlier that almost took him out uh he just just goes one little thumbs up and she goes yes i thought so but now now we can't have you looking like this um then you're meant to be somewhere soon. And then, oh, yeah, right, right the, the reservations. I've made reservations for us. Um, So we got to go because I can't cancel them. This is kind of like a thing um, that's supposed to be that we got to go to. It's supposed to be a secret, wasn't it? Supposed to be a secret, it was. Mm -hmm. Can we just pretend like I didn't say anything earlier and like we also didn't almost die to a dragon? That was really cool and really awesome, Professor. It was really great how you did that. She just I will nods. say that the most surprising thing here isn't even finding out that my advisor for like the past five years of my life is a full dragon. It's more of the fact that you, Ven, kept this entire thing a secret for as long as you did. Well, you know, all the times that I said that I was just like picking up extra gigs and stuff and they were... Just like in dive bars, because I didn't think that you guys want to go to dive bars anymore. It's not really your style to do. I was somewhere else. Yeah. Here. It's kind of... Mm -hmm. One, I, I take offense to the latter. Two, I have notes. 
Can we talk about it a later time when like we're not all late for something? Um, that would be really great. Um, Professor, would it be okay if, and she like nods her head down once and she goes, yes, as I said, you cannot go out looking the way you are to <clears throat> your plants. Go on now. She shoes you off to the side, then looks to the group of you, kind of like gives you the come on with his head nods all of you forward and there is a door off to the side that was not there before it has a lovely little welcome mat in front of it uh that also on the door itself it says thank you in the very fine cursive little script that you've seen on all of these other like door plaques as well um whenever you open the door you are met with the outside world once more and it's strange because as you pass through the threshold, it's almost like there's this magical aura that and like encapsulates you. And as you step out and leave, you are all at full hit points. You have used your spell slots. You do not regain those. But your clothes are as they were whenever you came here. Not sooty and soiled and just a mess. Nice and prim and proper. then continues to walk and talk as you walk down uh, the stairway and then through the yards of this expansive manor that now you can see is, in fact, Anna Curdy's residence. Uh, it seems like a little side area that she had off to the side, not quite part of her main home, as you have been there before a number of times. He begins to explain to you that, you know, we've all been together for so long, and I just... Uh, we're not growing apart, really, but, like, we're moving on to other things, and I wanted to make something that would last. I wanted to make something that we'd remember, and when Professor Anna was, like, working through these side jobs, and she was trying to, like, expand outside of just academia, I brought this up, and then she suggested that we use it for the first time. I didn't want to tell her no. So I thought it would be nice that we could have some fun. Kind of, like, we used to do. I mean, you succeeded on the not gonna forget this part. Yeah. Um, hangover's gone. That's yeah. Plus. True. Makes me feel sunnier. Maybe so... next time I'll tell you what's going on first, though. That would be kind yeah. of you, yes. It was really fun to watch you, though. There, she has, like, a screen room in the back that I was sitting in. Just, it was, it was... So you heard us cursing your name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny. Well, a little. this has been fun, but I need a martini and some smoked duck. No, don't worry. You are going to get as much smoked duck as you want. And, Corey, I will say, just for... S sake of walking through this magic door and everything because you were too big to probably be able to get through it. You're normal Corey sized again. You're yes. uh, the enlarged gone. Just whatever. <laughs> then leads you down the streets of this town, this uh this magical town that Mads owns in his little head that you all live in. Uh you pass by streetcars and pedestrians that are riding these motorized vehicles that are powered by magic and steam and mystery and imagination. Um you watch as off in the distance there is a cell tower that a couple of people are standing around looking at their cell phones trying to see if something's going to work again because ah oh, goddammit, another fucking hippogriff ran into it. This 
We can't keep dealing with this. Like just one every week. Can we change the flight routes or something? The no-fly zone is supposed to specifically go around where all of the cables are. It just doesn't make sense. The four of you walk together in this town and you make your way to a very familiar road in front of a very familiar bar with a very familiar sign out front that says the dwindling shot. This is the bar that Gris owns now, owns and operates, and one that Gris and Ven used to work together many, many, many years ago. It holds a lot of wonderful memories for the four of you. It's where you all met Corey just more recently. It's where Nora finally got talked into coming. This is a place that is as much home to you as anywhere else in the city would be. And he turns, Ven turns around to the group of you before you enter. He goes, look, I know I said reservations and all that stuff. We kind of don't really need reservations for this place because like, and then points to Gris. But I was on a time limit. And I promised that part of that time limit, I did have to keep you very far away from here for a while. So um, he looks to Nora. Well, here's the funny thing. And Nora reaches into her bag and pulls out this small little jewelry box that's made out of a turtle shell that all of you would know was something that Floor's mother gave her when she was trying to make Nora propose. And Nora says, I was preparing for a little surprise of my own anyway. Then sees this and goes, Oh, you, when, oh my God, this is so great. This is so cool. <clears throat> Calm. I didn't see anything. I don't even know what's happening right now. Um, let's go to the bar like we do all the time, everyone. It's totally normal for us to be here. Ah! <laughs> Pushes him into the door. Inside. It's much quieter than it usually is. I mean, this bar, given the fact that you lot are the main group that's here, you've kind of turned it into something that's a little bit more subtle than your standard dive bar would be, though it may have started out at such as at such humble origins. The bar itself, off to the side, uh, wraps around and is plated with um, tiles, many different um, sketches and different things like that that you have found along many of your journeys before. There are pictures and papers, documents, signatures, funny stick figure drawings tacked up all along the sides, but framed in a way that looks somewhat put together. It's very homey in here. The weirdest part, though, is that it is quiet. Except for when Ven scuttles off to the side, flips around his guitar again, and starts to play a little ditty. You see, the only other person that is in this bar is Flora. Flora is a beautiful woman that Nora met some time ago. A linguist studying in the same or similar department that Nora was. We ran into each other a few times. One of those, haha, 
we can't keep running into each other like this because for some reason you always were in line for the bathroom at the same time. But it got so awkward that at one point you kind of had to introduce yourself. You got to talking. It was nice. Nicer than nice. It was easy. It was the simplest thing that you've ever done, actually. And don't get me wrong, it was hard at times, but it came naturally for the both of you. It seemed almost fitting as well that not only did every one of your party members know Flora before you even introduced her to them, but it's because she had been living just down the street from this bar and frequenting it every night. Staying up late, studying for her own programs, needing some company in the meantime, just to pass some music, a drink. She stands up from where she is sitting at a table and approaches the group. Nora, would you like to describe what Flora looks like? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, she's a little bit older than Nora, like about 30. Um, she has like a she has um red hair that she always has in a ponytail no matter what the temperature is what time of day it is it is always pulled back out of her face she has kind of these um light freckles all over um her cheeks and her nose and she's loose where nora is very stiff they're kind of really nice like adjacent mirrors of one another um, where they have the same sort of you know um, heart, intelligence that type of thing but the way they show it is very opposite from one another and I think that's kind of you know opposite to track it's, it's why it works um, and she's also a little bit taller than um, Nora as she walks over Whenever she approaches you, she glances off to the side to where Ven is. And there's this moment where they share a look between the two of them, gesturing parts of Ven where he's slowly playing this guitar. She's trying to gauge how much trouble he got all of you into to keep you away from the bar for a little while. It looks like it's probably a conversation that they'll have later. Nora. Do you, uh... She, talks, she looks around. Come here often? More than I'd like to. Well... As much as this is a really nice place to be, I was thinking about... Maybe something a little further out of town. Something close enough that we could travel back here too from time to time, but maybe a little quieter. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in too? Nora has recently been reaching the point of not wanting to have a life that's always on the run and on the move. She's been thinking about settling down a bit more. And well, she, I don't think she ever necessarily considered leaving the city a possibility. Now that it's presented, it feels like the right one. So she says, 
I think that I think you might have read my mind. Is there room for me? As she's about to open her mouth and reply back to Enora, she looks off to the side and covers her with her mouth, covers her hand to her mouth. Just <laughs> yes, of course. Guest room. She looks to you, Nora. You've made me so happy in ways that I never would have expected. You're always such a light in my life. Even when you feel like you're in one of your dark moods. We've come together in so many different ways that it just seemed silly to try and put this off any longer. Now, I don't know what he got up to to keep you all away for this long. But I'm happy that I have the moment to do this. And she gets down on one knee and pulls out from her back pocket a little box. It is a, it is a small uh, wooden box with these like little like carved flowers that are all around the sides of it. And if she pops it open, it's weird because it's an engagement ring, sure enough. But where the like the diamond, the jewel is usually set, there is nothing there. Until she t- she uh, reaches in to touch it and grabs it out, and then this little wisp of like smoke curls around in the center uh, where the jewel is typically kept. And it outlines into a jewel piece. It's this clear with this like iridescent sort of like blue tinge to it. She takes your hand, slips it on. And when she does that, like gem that's just been created essentially from thin air this arcane some kind of magical like infused piece turns and spins in on itself and it's like this soft like rose gold color Nora looks at it and she says I mean, not that I was going to say no, but I think it's pretty presumptuous of you not to even ask the question. Right. Um, uh, will you? Uh, shit. Stand up. <laughs> just stand up. Let me do this bit. And Nora pulls out the turtle shell box. She stands up and she's laughing at herself now that she just like stepped over three different things in her rush to be able to give you this ring. And whenever she's like, she's shaking her head, laughing to herself, and then her eyes open, she sees the box, and she goes, where did you get that? Um, I'm actually surprised that your mother isn't here. I figured that since she gave me this longer ago than I would like to admit, um, that she would want to be here for this, but I suppose she'll just have to wait to find out later, and Nora will open the little turtle shell box, and there is, I think, like a pretty old 
ring inside, probably belonging to a great-grandmother, a great-great-grandmother when Flora's mom was explaining it. Nora was too thrown by the fact that she, the idea that she was supposed to get engaged at some point to really pay attention to the story. Um, but pops it open and pulls the ring out and mirrors what Florida takes her hand and puts the ring on and doesn't ask the question. Mm-hmm. Also forgets in the process. Flor looks down as it's happening, her eyebrows like shooting up off of her head. And she's just smiles and it's a little... <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 And I grab her by the cheeks and kiss her. She gives you a kiss. Whenever this happens, uh, then off to the side, the song that he's been playing, this like soft little ditty, this tiny like little little love song kind of thing, ramps up a little bit more. And sure enough, because there's no way that you could keep Flora's mother at bay. She lives around the corner from here. From the back of the house uh, erupts people. Uh, coming out. It's Flora's parents, your parents, uh, many patrons of the bar that you all know and love, regulars of yours, friends of yours, other bartenders and servers that are here, just people that you've picked up along the way, someone that you helped them find their lost displacer beast, and they keep as good pets. Actually, don't, don't, think that they're like mean or something all the time they're very good pets they just you they need a lot of training and a lot of exercise another person that you saved them from a couple of basilisks that they ran into again can be very good pets um definitely not for the faint of heart and should be a high level to be able to contain them um uh, he didn't end up keeping them Many people that you've met over the years coming out with congratulations, cheers, clapping, the music the Ven is playing, ramping up. And a couple of people shout for, drinks! Drinks for the happy couple! And Ven goes, right, 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 right! Flips his guitar back around and starts like booking it over to where the bar is. Shouts out to Gris. Hey, uh, Gris, I know they said that I was going to treat you to a lot of stuff and don't worry, I'm still thinking about that, but can I get a hand? Sure. Sure, let's let me just get on with and, you. And Corey um, will like, yell out, "Me too!" And she turns into an octopus. And <laughs> yes, Corey's behind the bars, an octopus just grabbing all the fucking liquor bottles, <laughs> topping people off. Nora's being are. suffocated by Flora's mother. Mm-hmm. Flora's mother has come over to grab the both of you at the same time into a big bear hug and lifts both of you up off the ground. I mean, bear hug is one thing to say about, like, a druid, but, you know. She's kissing your face. She's screaming praises and happiness and everything. Your parents come over and a little bit more low-key. A soft, a soft little, like, peck on the cheek. A hug. We're very, like, the, we're very proud of you. Demeanor. When this is all said and done, I think that we need to sit down and have a talk with our mutual friend, Ven, about uh, some shenanigans he pulled today. 
I can't imagine that he would do anything less than shenanigans. It's Ven. Yes, but if he puts his little magic worker fingers in trouble, then that won't be so good for you. Oh, good point. Looking ahead to the future and all that. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. And I think it's oh, come point... on. Oh, go ahead. I think there's a couple of drinks waiting for us. Probably a little champagne toast. Mm-hmm. I think at some point you hear. <laughs> I think that at some point, against Nora's will, Floor tries to get her to dance, and she does because it's Floor. But it's it's she should not be dancing. It's ben not great. There is music, there is dancing, there is laughter, there is happiness, there is joy. Eventually, the professor actually shows up as well. She had to put a few things away, make sure that everything was in order after her first escape room run, but she is here to celebrate with you as well. Give her congratulations, her um, once around the bar, a free drink from Ven for just putting the whole thing together. Because... Even though she turned into a giant dragon and did try and set all of you on fire in her crazy mansion. I mean, he kind of like paid for the, the experience. And she put a disclaimer out at the very beginning, too. Valid. Yes, she did. The rest of the night passes. All of you together in this place that you call home. This found family of yours in a found home. In a found city. Does that little, like, pull out from the bar we see the skid it's the city skyline and there's like a fucking like unicorn it's like jumping into the air and then there's another unicorn that's jumping into the air and then there's like a very concerned farmer that's running after them because those are his like prized unicorns and um he was taking them to a show tomorrow morning and they got out um and you you know unicorns like they'll back up traffic everywhere uh <laughs> That is the end of our little adventure today. My modern magical Ooh. life. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. thank you so, so much. I this said, was a lot of fun. I said at the end of the first one that I wasn't expecting a dragon to come out. I'll say I wasn't expecting an engagement <laughs> for this one. <laughs> well, this look, scarier. look, you, you say, hey, Ven, you're like the, the big idea guy. I want to propose to my girlfriend. Uh, can you like keep them idea. away for yeah. a while? Distract them so hard. Get them so wrapped up in something else that they will never see this coming. Yeah. Everyone loves an escape room. Everyone loves an escape room. <laughs> well, thank you guys for going on I the think... little journey with yeah. us. Um, thanks thank you, you everybody who watched or listened to the podcast version when it comes out um, and we shall see you soon with some more stories to tell bye for now guys thanks for letting me set you on fire okay bye thank you. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye thank you so much for listening don't forget that season 2 of Queer PG of Kith and Pen will be premiering on June 21st until next time.